0: Steven, we are live whenever you're ready.
1: Oh, yeah. Howdy, howdy everyone. Uh <laughs> welcome to uh
0: not oh, i all my streaming just there. I was I was trying to do the SpongeBob voice. Fuck, I got oh, a, a yeah, well, to Well, probably not it again.
1: No, I mean, Ian, if you want to just introduce the uh the show. I mean, I didn't mean to take everything over.
2: Oh, I mean. sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. We're leaving this in free. 2 1 there once were two cowboys that were alone on the trail, and down that trail, they want to sleep with another male, sort of having but six Wait a
1: minute, wait a minute. <laughs> cowboy but six. Sort of oh, okay. be Well, we're... Alright, uh, <laughs> second part I'm taking over now. Yeah, spoiler alert um... for
2: the power of the dog, everybody.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, howdy, howdy, everyone. <laughs> if, you if you couldn't tell, we're doing a, a cowboy episode uh, tonight, which we were supposed, to do. Really <laughs> we were supposed to do. We were supposed to do this last week. Uh, unfortunately, there were uh, extenuating circumstances. I, guess, I don't even know if that's the right word. Look, uh, yeah, these I, I, two... I just
0: checked out of all three Go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah, the... the uh these two maple syrup communists did not want to pay to watch <laughs> here on the Prairie, but uh, it, ironically, they did the, the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. The Pirates. Episode. Well, hey, I
0: already have the Disney Plus subscription.
1: Ah, uh, there you go.
0: Hey, the Pirates um, are free yeah. men, man. I I, I,
2: I, 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 lo- I, love the the the, cap- the capitalist mouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you well, anyway. sounding a little bit fuzzy, by the way, Devin. I right,
1: mind now. So, you know, I, this this trilogy came about, just to kind of give us a, an introduction here, and I, I do have a few announcements before we get into the episode, um, but, you know, this episode was kind of birthed out of the idea of, like, um, something Quentin Tarantino had said um, in an interview when he was promoting uh, The Hateful Eight, and uh, it's actually, <laughs> it's funny that we're not reviewing The Hateful Eight as a part of this, but, you know, The Hateful Eight was uh, released, gosh, I think it was uh, 2015. So this was well before things really went downhill. <laughs> well, depending know, on your only, perspective. Well, only, only a year later, you know, things went pretty wrong. Um, but, you know, one thing that Tarantino said in that interview was um, that the Western. As a film genre has always been one of, the, one of the few things that you can almost put your finger on and tell what the pulse of America is like. The way that the Western film, you know, when, when you see a modern day Western, whatever time you're in, uh, you know, that's released for its time, you can almost tell what America is going through. Um, through their Western films, and I thought that was a fascinating mm-hmm. thought. And at the time, um, you know, even the Hateful Eight was actually boycotted by uh, police groups, which, you know, is a, a whole thing. But I think that's fascinating, and and it also um, calls to mind this interview that I saw Trevor Noah do recently about uh, about the Dave Chappelle. Um, incident, And I know I'm kind of all over the place. I promise this is going to come together. But, but you know, Trevor Noah was interviewed yeah, and they were, I... trying to, they were trying to get him to, like, say something about Dave Chappelle. And he was like, well, you know, the problem with Dave Chappelle is that half of America thinks that what he's saying is completely out of line and completely politically incorrect. And the other half is like, oh, my God, he's saying exactly what we want to say. You know, we're sick of this political correctness. And so I thought, well, what better way to illustrate you know this sort of like cultural divide that we're now feeling um and I'm sure there's kind of ripples of this in Canada, maybe not um, but you know there's there's probably ripples of that, you know and and kind of explore that through the lens of western films and uh yeah, I thought that would be. An interesting episode, so tonight we're going to be looking at Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch. Uh, we're going to be looking at Power of the Dog, and we're going to be looking at uh, Terror on the Prairie, which is a new uh, production from The Daily Wire, which, <laughs> if that's not... The end, a... theoretically. yeah, Yeah, so I think that's a, a perfect illustration of what, what we're going for. Um, uh, it's all about how the the West was a whack. yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but uh you know with uh with that out of the way, a um, couple of quick announcements. So if you're a member of the discord server, um, you'll know that uh, we do fan selected episodes and uh, we're pretty much booked. Uh, through the host episodes and through our fan-selected episodes through October. Um, But if you're following along, um, we're doing something that is a a little bit different from what we normally do. And uh, this is going to be our poll-selected episodes in October. It's going to be Horror from a Hat. And so I've asked everyone who's a member, if if you're listening to this on Twitch youtube spotify wherever you listen to us uh join the discord send a a dm to the moderators to me to the administrators whatever and send me two horror movies and they don't have to be related they don't have to be uh they just have to be two things that you want us to review it doesn't matter it could be a slasher it could be art house, it could be something really cheesy and terrible that you want us to suffer through. Uh, Just send those two to me. And at the end of, I believe, uh, it's going to be the 1st of September, uh, we're going to do a live drawing, (laughs) a random number generator. (laughs) And we're going to have two episodes comprised completely out of three choices randomly selected by this list. And it's going to be horror from a hat. Uh, that's. Well, I have thing. one question. Uh, whose hat yes. is it? Uh, I mean. It's a good question. Uh, hopefully a, a hat that so gives if it's us... not,
0: If it's not Rose's hat from, you know, Rose the Hat yeah, from right, Doctor right. to Sleep. Uh, then I don't want well,
1: it. Well, I mean, even in the first <laughs> week of doing this, we already have like 22 horror films that I've been sent. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, for, you know, helping me out with this. This is going to be super fun. I can already tell you that, that there's everything on here from Hellraiser to Final Destination to Birdemic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a blast. So please. Birdemic, Birdemic
2: keep... 2 and the Happening.
1: Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to see. But thank you again so much. And <laughs> keep, keep sending those my way uh hell yeah looking forward to it me too that's pretty much what i have to say uh who would like to introduce the wild bunch i'll just i'll just open the floor
0: well you i just what? want to test my microphone for a second because apparently we've been having audio issues yeah i uh, how do i sound do uh I you sound st- like
1: a. Uh, you still sound low crackly
0: i sound like i'm a crackling fireplace
1: <laughs> i don't know what that's about <laughs> well i tell you what I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce the wild bunch uh This is a 1969 film, Uh, a gritty western classic. Nice, uh, uh, (laughs) directed. (laughs) Yeah, 69. Nice. Um, This is directed.
2: Possibly test my microphone.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you want me to keep going? What what are you Uh, doing?
2: Just hang on one sec. Sorry, Steve. Okay. I'm
1: I'm sure Ian will fix this in post. Nope.
2: Um. <laughs> Don't
0: count on it. I'm sorry. Fixing <laughs> in post is a lie. Yep. Just like every it's... cut is a lie. How do I sound? You're you're, you're better.
2: Still, uh you're better. Better ish.
0: We are never ever ever.
1: Getting okay, now yeah, now betrayed. you're terrible. Now you're terrible. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um Okay, I, I think it's better for now. Uh, sorry right. about that, Devin. Um, wait, no, he's he's gonna come back.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm sorry to the listeners at home. for yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dealing with our technical difficulties.
2: I'll, I'll uh, find Czechoslovakia. That's ah. much better. You're perfect. Hey, there
1: we go. We did right, so the we wild go. bunch. It is a the 1969. Nice. Uh, American epic Western film directed by Sam Peckinpah. This film stars William Holden, Ernest Borgnine, uh Warren Oates, uh my gosh, uh Bo Hopkins, may he rest in peace. God rest and on. you know, this was also coming at a time where America was kind of at a place of division. This was, you know, the same year that we put a man on the moon. This was the same year that uh, you know the Sharon Tate murders had happened, and um, yeah, there there's a lot of you know tensions that were rising, and I think you know the good, the bad, and the ugly had really shown how gritty and how violent uh, the West could be a year earlier. Um, but that was an Italian film, and if, Sam if only they,
0: uh, if only they murdered Sharon Tate on the moon,
1: then if, it would
0: that all wow. would have been well. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, probably <laughs> too soon. Oh um,
2: is it? I mean, it's been a while.
1: <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I'm terrible. No, uh, but this, you know, this film uh, was coming right at, you know, if you guys have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that kind of like the old west is dying and the guys who are like, you know, from that 50s kind of like Clint Eastwood mindset. And now it's like a bunch of hippie dudes and androgynous kind of guys. (laughs) Like uh, This was like the first American Western that really dealt with the West as it was gritty and violent. And, you know, I I mean, this is a pretty brutal film even today. It's very stylized, um, but it's very graphic. And in regards to how stylized it is, it was actually... Uh, very innovative. Uh, you know, this was a film that has gone on to be selected for the Library of Congress. The National Film Registry was ranked 80th in the American Film Institute's 100 Best American Films. And it was also ranked uh, the 69th Most Thrilling Film. You've nice. got to be kidding me. Um, no, I'm not.
0: <laughs> it's it's so fitting. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I so
1: so. I'll just say, uh, you know, uh, yeah, winner uh, nominated for Best Original Screenplay, nominated for Best Original Score at the Academy Award. Uh, uh, you know, it won the National Society of Film Critics Awards Best Cinematography. Yeah, it's pretty wildly considered one of the greatest films of all time. What did you guys think of it? Oh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> We're off to a strong start. Well, but, um,
0: no, I, I was making a joke earlier. So I actually really like the, uh, the symbolism of uh, some of the opening shots where it shows these uh, kids playing with uh, scorpions and red ants. And I made a joke that, you know, the red ants are symbolic of the, the communist red scare. And, uh, you know, um, scorpions may be symbolic of America's pride and prowess. Um, I may not be that far off considering the year it came out. <laughs>
2: Now, right. i was reading about that actually and i read that the actor played the mexican in the movie apparently like he would used to do that as a kid like they would quite literally just poke insects into other insects and basically like torture them and watch them eat each other and he actually gave that idea for something for the kids to do because i think the director was just like okay like what's something kids do like he was actually asking around the actors and that actor said well here's something like i used to do as a kid like it would make sense that in the Western times, like, they'd probably do fine, like, really dumb shit like that to entertain themselves. And that's why it's in the movie. And I, I just want to say, this movie is kind of like my... How I felt about Johnny Got His Gun, where it- it's very innovative for the time. It was very ambitious for the time. And there's a lot I appreciate it from a filmmaking perspective and an acting perspective. I just... I-, I can't really connect with it beyond that. I've said, mentioned in my review really? that it's... Okay. That's all. Well, um, it's all guts and no hurt, which is kind of what I mentioned in my review. And it just couldn't connect with it as much as it wanted me to.
0: Well, there, there, there is a lot of, you know, violence in here, but I don't think the violence was necessarily the point of it. Like, it no. is also... I get that. Like, people argue that this was, like, trying to be more realistic, but it is very over-the-top violence as well. Like, yeah. it's quite stylized. It's very goofy. But it is showing a uh it is showing a degree of um you know grit that you hadn't seen in restaurants prior to this so i understand you know its place in film history and the editing especially was important and i like the you know the the potential symbolism of that opening stuff with the scorpions and the ants um but other than that i i liked that uh, willie motes in this because i liked him in network and that's a movie we need to talk about
1: yes Um, Oh, definitely
0: yeah um i'm I'm wondering what else like there is about this film. i just try just trying to wrap my head
1: around it um, a little well, bit well, but... I think I, I mean, I think one of the things that we can talk about is is just how morally gray all of these characters are. and well... I mean, again, it's something that we almost take for granted now. Um, mm-hmm. you know but this was nineteen sixty nine this was way before um, the Hollywood New Wave, this was before, like, you know, 71 was like A Clockwork Orange, 71 was A French Connection, and, you know, those films came a couple of years after, and so for this film to come out as a Western, when, you know, really the the violent and gritty Westerns that we, that we know now from this time frame um, were coming out of Italy or Europe, you know, and so I think this was, like, mind-blowing back then just to oh, have sure. these unapologetically awful people <laughs> as the stars Damn. of the show. Oh, yeah. that's.
2: I, I mean, agree with you on that, but I think my problem is – They do a lot
0: of fucked yeah. up stuff.
2: Like, oh, um, oh yeah, they absolutely uh, I, do.
3: Yeah,
0: I, 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 I like all the scenes where after all this carnage happens and there's all these dead bodies lying around. One guy's like, Help me pick the gold out of his heat. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. And they're just like, <laughs> no, I know
2: which gun I want. It's like, hey, you two idiots, don't over there. I forget. It's like, a, oh, he <laughs> shot him first. No, I I shot him. No, I shot him first. They're literally just. You liar. Yeah, no, like, yeah. liar. You yeah, shouldn't but, talk to me like, like that. that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I think I mean... my... there's something you're forgetting, though, is that Sergio Leone's Westerns came out before this movie did. And that also oh, had, like, three no, morally great I... characters. I would argue it handled morally gray characters better. I think there's a lot about this morality of the this movie that's a little bit confusing to me. Because I feel like these characters are, like, irredeemable. Like, re- incredibly unlikable. But I feel like the movie is trying to get me to sympathize with them. And it just doesn't work. And it made me realize that the good and bad and the ugly... Like, it never goes that route. It never goes that route of being like, oh, these characters, you know, it's like, all oh, these guys, were just, like, having a good time, and we're gonna have a sad montage at the end of the movie to make you miss them. Like, it never goes that route. It's like, yeah, these characters are pieces of shit, and you're just gonna watch them <laughs> try to kill each other. I feel like it was more self I, I do feel
0: like that a lot of people watching this might miss the morality of it entirely. They'll just kind of see it as, like, the, you know, the the grand slam Western action that it is, you know, like I think there's a lot of uh, you yeah. know, people that don't think too much about anything um, just being excited.
1: that. Well, I mean, and, and I will, I will argue, I mean, I'm not ignoring Sergio Leone. I, I did say like a lot of the films like this before this film were coming out of Italy and Europe. I mean, but this was the first, I think American film, To try and do this. And I mean, for what they're doing, both as far as that and, you know, the the film techniques that they're really, you know, mastering here. I mean, the editing and the fast paced. Like, the cinematography is gorgeous in this film. And it's so revolutionary in what it's doing. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, the tech. Just on a technical level, yeah.
2: yeah. On a technical level, yeah, I agree. Like, the film is top notch. And something we didn't talk about, um,. The music, the music is oh, incredible. Yeah. It's so it's probably the best part about the movie. Um, well,
1: yeah, no, I mean, and and that's very true of like you know Sergio Leone too. I mean, you know, with those grand sweeping scores and and this kind of kept that tradition, which which I thought was great.
2: Yeah, like it and it like tells a story with the music and, but I again I, I didn't feel like the film was always earning the emotions of the soundtrack like there's parts where it's like playing this triumphant music for these characters that we've already established are like terrible and unlikable and i feel like the music is just trying to get us to sympathize with them but i think it, it really came to a head and it really made me realize the problem when like towards the end of the movie there's a huge like part of the conflict is deciding either or not they should take their like mexican friend and get him out of there and stop him from being tortured but it's like I don't give a shit about this guy. Like, why do I care about this character? I could kill him. <laughs> like, I don't well, care. I mean, about him. I,
1: I think it's almost like like an honor among thieves in a way. And I mean, it, I will say that that kind of that was almost, you know, mind blowing for me today in 2022, looking at this thing with fresh eyes. That like this whole thing is like these guys who have established like a a brotherhood with this one character and like the emotional crux of the film is they're going to go have to save their buddy who we've already seen shoot and kill a woman. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: the, that's and just he, it. Like, it's, like mean,
2: it's insisting. And he's something. the
0: more and he's the more redeemable character, which is the crazy part. Well, it's actually, like, I think, you know, I I think I I mean, the old
2: man was the most redeemable character. I think everyone else I was untrue.
0: Or the but bank teller that got it, thrown I... around. Like this movie made me sympathize with the bank teller. <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's no, like the I mean, bank teller.
0: He did nothing wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i, I mean, never I mean,
0: thought i'd say this sentence
1: <laughs> no i mean i get what you guys were saying but i mean for me i mean like i i just I, the balls that it would take to attempt a movie like this especially of its time but like yeah, but even today i mean movies came
0: before i, I it. think it would take <laughs> at least two
1: yeah i, I mean i feel <laughs> i feel like you know I feel like Tarantino uh you know, has a hard time doing this sort of thing where it's like these are the most disgusting, degenerate characters in the world and you know, we're following them and, and I think this was definitely um an influence on the Hateful Eight. But the sure. Hateful Eight
2: knew they were terrible characters.
1: This <laughs> I movie feel doesn't like know. This that. Film,
2: I don't I know if like it does I think I, it I, I, it does, but that. it's also just like oh, but you know, deep down they're like brothers. You know, they have this deep past, and you know, this one guy has a connection with another guy that with a literal splash flashback, <laughs> like the warble effect <laughs> flashback. And I gotta uh, be no, honest, no, no. I laughed my ass off at that. <laughs> I,
0: I, was like, I mean, on. those okay, like I I I understand how like huge big deal the editing was at the time. But, like, watching some of those sequences now with, like, the repeated dialogue and the warble effects and all those things is is, is, is pretty funny. Because I, I think yeah, it was no. just was it parodied so many times.
1: Yeah, you that's No, true. and I mean, we, we talked about that with, like, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and The Matrix and, you know, so many other films that, like, it feels dated today. But The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly feels less dated than this movie.
2: Despite coming no, out a year I mean, earlier
1: but but what I'm saying is, it's like, is it actually dated, or or is it just that it's been a part of our cultural zeitgeist <sighs> for so long that it feels familiar? Well, I have problems you know with I mean? it
2: beyond just being dated, because this film has a bad habit of something I hate, where it's like, they'll have the flashback that explains a piece of information, then they'll cut back, and they'll have the character explain the piece of information. It's like, okay, have the flashback. Or have the character explain the information. Don't have both. Like, I don't need my hand held this much. <laughs> like That drove well, me nuts. Yeah. The film kept doing that. I was like, come on. Unless well, like you're a
0: Hondo whore, then I want my hand held the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's different. No, I
2: mean,
1: but... <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I must have gotten something different out of this from you guys. Because I absolutely loved it. I felt like... I,
0: I I think as we're not American, we're not getting that American like hard on experience right? Well yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Didn't we give the good you know, and bad and the ugly like perfect tens though?
1: <laughs> I I know I mean it's it's not quite the same level as good and the bad and the ugly, but I think it's definitely up there. I mean I, I think I this is deserving that, of, yeah. I think it's deserving of the praise that it's gotten. I, I feel like it's extremely well made. It feels relevant, you know, today. I mean, I I disagree that it's dated because, I mean, even like what I was saying, I mean, you, I don't know a film today that could try to do something like having the, (laughs) like the emotional core of the story is this guy who shoots a woman point blank. Like that is... To me, that, that's But Tarantino
2: could like, do something like that. The Hateful Eight did stuff like that all the time. And it didn't try to make it seem like its unlikable characters were likable. And well,
3: I, 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 I don't mean, mind like morally the...
2: ambiguous characters at all. I don't want to make it seem like I hate those kind of characters. They're some of my favorites. However, it right, bugs no, me when a but... film is insisting otherwise.
1: No, and I mean, I, I think insisting they're definitely...
2: Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: think they're definitely morally ambiguous. But I'd also I argue that they're interesting. Which I, is really what actually, I would Actually,
2: I really don't agree with that either. I thought really? Okay. So, remember what you said about Ghostbusters, and how like, sir, it it's a cast of characters, but certain characters get more development than others? Like, really, yeah, the only characters that get development in this, it's not even that interesting to me, personally, is the main character, Ernest Borgnine and the Mexican. The, the brothers are just the dickhead brothers. Like, they have no depth of them whatsoever, I, I mean, they're so one-dimensional. I would, I would and I, argue... I'm going to be honest, they look so similar and they act... They're basically <laughs> written the same way that I got them mixed up on several occasions. <laughs> I actually I got them mixed up. Equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now, like I now could now not tell the characters apart. It's like, you can't just write two people in a... You can't just write two white guys with beards and brown hair the same way. I'm going to get them mixed up.
1: <laughs> what are you, are you being racist right now? <laughs> <so-fi>?
2: <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't care. Like, it's, that you don't do that in the good writing. <laughs> will,
1: I will argue that the the sheriff, the old man sheriff, who is... Uh, he was my I, favorite, I should, I'll give you that. I... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like he had a lot of development. I thought he... He seemed like more any, the,
2: like um, any emotional resonance, because you kind of feel bad about what happened to his son, even though was, he, we have no development of the, his relationship with his son whatsoever. Well, I but mean, you know... There's he, something he, there, he, at least.
1: Well, and I mean, I think by the end, when the old man, you know, comes up on the horse, I mean, it... it, it yeah, that was my know, favorite it feels, scene no it it feels like there's something there like this guy has seen so much this is the end of the road and like this is the journey he's had to take And i mean i don't know that worked for me yeah um i'd agree with that i don't know i mean i i really love this film so i that's fair and there's a lot i appreciate
2: about it like technically it's perfect like the editing is great the visuals are great I like a lot of the ideas of the symbolism and how it's kind of like a meta commentary on violence. Like, you know, you could also interpret the kids playing with the scorpions being like how audience members just enjoy seeing characters getting tortured and mutilated. Oh, for sure, yeah. And there's that's, tons uh, of scenes like that where the yeah, like kids are like laughing at people hurting each other or, you know, witnessing these... Violent crimes, but they aren't doing anything about it. They're just silent observers. Stuff like that is this interesting. Is, this is the American audience in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. Like, and Tarantino loves and that this... kind of stuff for sure. Oh, so I can sure. see yeah. there were so many scenes in this movie where I'm just like, I, I get why Tarantino likes this. Like the slow building yeah. tension. <laughs> the the final yeah. shootout had major Django and Chain vibes. Like, holy shit!
1: <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Like, there's and literally actually... a scene
2: where like. T- there's like a predator moment where the guy is just like on the turret but in Django Unchained chain that fit because that movie is really goofy and over the top but in this movie it's like eh, it feels a little weird the guy getting shot eight times and still going (laughs) on a machine gun like it's it's a little goofy
1: i will say i i loved the part where just before the final shootout there's like a scene where one guy gets shot and everything just stops and it's like there's they just look at each other like oh shit now it's about to happen yeah that's more realistic i really like that now there's this there's this awkward like laughter between the men and it's terrifying and i thought that was incredible like i Mm. love that sequence
2: yeah <laughs> we're all gonna die yeah some of the tension yeah, no, it... was like absolutely masterful but the problem mm. is it's involved with characters i just don't care about like and at i mean all. i think
1: that's <laughs> i i think that's fair i don't know that you're necessarily supposed to
2: i don't know if the film knows that
1: <laughs> i feel like it does it literally I mean, it, ends with, with all... a sad
2: montage <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Well, and and Peckinpah was, you know, he was a mad lad. I mean, you know, Saturday Night Live even uh, parodied him, like, trying to direct a romantic comedy, and he just (laughs) slaps the woman around.
2: (laughs) I remember that, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, so, I mean, you kind of have to wonder where uh, Peckinpah was coming from. Yeah, (laughs) he was an
2: interesting guy, to say the least. I still need to see more of his movies, and... I don't hate this film. I just wish I resonated with it a little bit more. But I can understand why it's a classic. I get why people love it. It just didn't yeah. quite, you know, resonate I with would, me very much in the I, same I way would, Johnny Gunn's Gun did. I would,
1: I, uh, I would recommend sorry. Straw Dogs, and I would recommend The Getaway.
2: Would you recommend uh, I, I, the do, Straw I do Docs have remake. to see
0: Straw Dogs. I do have to see Sam Peckinpah's other film. This is, pro- I think, my first. Sam Peck and film. So I am getting a flavor, even if I didn't <laughs> uh, take too much from it. But I add there there was one dialogue exchange after they had their first um botched heist um, where they were talking about um, you know the pe- people being too prideful and not admitting when they're wrong. Uh, which I think is a very good humble pie for uh, this podcast. Uh, for, for <laughs> from you know, but no, no I, I I I do really like that dialogue exchange. I do think that there was some uh, hmm. some well written stuff there, so I well, I appreciated that.
1: It's also worth noting uh, that Beau Hopkins, who plays the. Uh, the character in the beginning who is licking the the teacher and the shootout the oh, hostage yeah <laughs> so that was actually yeah. unscripted oh, me. Uh, what <laughs> that was they they didn't the uh, the woman who played the teacher was actually very uncomfortable and nervous because she was actually a teacher in real life <laughs> so the director was like hey you know just try and do something to kind of Rattle her up a little bit for this next scene. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs>
0: I wonder. I wonder if they if that was deliberately commented on. And uh, oh, you haven't seen Terminator, have you?
1: I, I have not too. yet. No. What? No. It's. I'm on not going to say anything other than. I know. I feel Stop bad. the podcast.
2: With this, yeah. we are no longer worthy of being on this podcast. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: No, I've heard that before. Definitely. Uh,
2: <laughs> Come
1: on. Well, I did see Alien. You know, I mean, I, I saw a couple of things thanks to this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So yes, I, I'm I'm on it. But uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> what <laughs> you're regardless. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, what are, what are our ratings, boys? Oh. I'm I'm gonna start out. You know what? I don't even care. This is a classic. It's a masterpiece. Ten. All right.
2: I feel like Thanks. it's appropriate to give it a
1: 6.9. Ooh. Nice.
2: And that's, <laughs> like, my honest opinion, too. I'm not just Ooh. doing that for the memes. I feel like that's where I'm at with this movie. It could go higher. It could go lower. We'll see how it holds up. God right. damn it, that's on? what I was going to give it. Was, Yay! Uh, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 7. Eh, oh. Really, I don't
2: like okay. <laughs> well, why don't you also give it a 6.9? Okay, I'm feeling <laughs> left out over here. Yay!
3: <laughs>
2: no, it came out 69. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so I thought you said it came
2: out 79. I was like, come on. It's, it's no, the
1: most.
0: It's the most oh. appropriate rating for it. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, Damn. I, I, I do have to dis. I do have to create a disclaimer. So, uh, Stephen, you're out in Arkansas. You're not very far from Texas. We're up in Canada. So, I, I think yeah, geologically no, I... speaking, maybe we just don't connect to the Old West just because it's not. <laughs> part of our, you
1: know, geography up here? I, I, I think that's I fair. Know. I mean, I think that's a fair assumption. I mean, yeah. Where, it, you know, is...
0: I, I, I resonate with a lot of Canadian films, because like, hey, I've been there before. Or, <laughs> oh, you
1: know, no, definitely. Like, and, and I mean, my and grandfather. And you're, like,
0: what the, and you're like, what the fuck is this shit, you know? What's all what this Monopoly you? money?
1: Yeah. it's <laughs> no, You know, it's, uh, so, you know my, my grandfather was like a huge fan of, like, John Wayne Westerns, and so I've I've... I feel like this is like the peak of some of the stuff that I was exposed to early as a kid. And so maybe that's like nostalgia tinted. But I mean, this is a classic. It's I don't know. I think it's I think it's deserving of the praise as one of the top of its genre. And if you're not into Westerns as a genre, it might not resonate with you the same. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, it's a
2: good Like It is a classic and I'm glad I've seen it.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's not a great entree, it's a great side dish for Western I, yeah,
1: fans. Yeah, I, I mean, eh, I don't know, but... Well,
2: uh, so, uh, Devin, do you want to introduce The Power of the Dog or Terror on the Prairie? Your choice. Um, how about, I'll do
0: Power how, of the Dog.
2: Yeah, Power All right. of the Dog. Okay, Devin, take it um, away. Spoilers.
0: Power of the Dog is a movie Um, that's on Netflix <laughs> oh, and I watched it. Um, I was not prepared for this whatsoever, so you're getting what you're getting here. Let me just pull up a synopsis here, just so I sound like I know what I'm talking this about. This is great. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. Power pa- 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 the Dog is, is uh, a movie from Jane Campion. Uh, I had seen one film of her prior to this, which was called The Piano. I remember really enjoying that film. Um, And uh, I know that's a film Stephen still needs to see, and we're going to make him see it. I'm going um, to
1: watch Terminator first. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Fair enough. So Power of the Dog is a 2021 revisionist Western psychological drama uh, written and directed by Jane Campion. Um, it's based off of a novel um, from uh, Thomas Savage um, from 1967. So it actually predates the Wild Bunch, the concept of this, uh, of this film, which is interesting to me. Um, stars Benedict to Kirsten Dunch, and Jesse Plemons, who apparently Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunch are in a relationship in real life, and I'm not jealous at all. Um, <laughs>
1: who are you more jealous of? What are you trying to say here? <laughs> I'm going to leave uh, that up for
0: viewers to decide.
3: Yay. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I was more aroused by Spider Man 2 or Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. okay. I'm kidding.
0: Uh, I just, I, I, I just want to get him in. <laughs> I'm not, going, bad, I'm not even going. do I'm going with this. Um,
1: are you, you turned? To... No, I'm not. Nah.
0: Go, it's just going. to okay. so, <laughs> this is set in Montana. Apparently, it's not the only film that we have tonight that is set in Montana. Um, if I'm if I'm correct, um, yes. I'm probably not. Yep. No, um, uh, mostly in Otago, um, and um, this uh film went was up for Oscars, and I think it won something. Uh, what was it? Best director.
1: It won Best Director, which is really interesting. And uh, Best Cinematography also. It did? I, I I believe so, yes.
2: Okay.
0: No, no, I I think Dune got Best yeah, Cinematography. Yeah, Dune got actually. Best Cinematography. I
1: Dune thought... got a lot of great stuff. Mm, I don't know. No, uh, it did.
0: It, it, it did. I, I, I okay. was there. I, I think everyone was distracted by the slap when it came to the Oscars <laughs> season. So actually remembering who won and who didn't win is like... uh, It's pretty tricky. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, this film has a pretty cryptic plot. Uh, plot. I'm trying to, startling to remember what it even was. I'm wondering if uh, someone else can pick up the reins for me. Okay. I, this is, I uh, think that's perfect.
1: Ago. That you, it's forgettable. I think that's a good segue. Well, um,
0: I, it's, it, it, it's 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 you know the the, the, the individual parts of the plot may you know may have slipped through the cracks in my mind, but I do think the impact of the film, still said something. I think it was the more interesting film of the three. Um, I'll say that much.
2: Alright, so this is my second time watching this movie and first time I saw it in theaters and I loved it. Second time has not held up as well. I don't hate it for the same reason Steven hates it, but I think apparently it's very accurate to the book. And if that's the case, that was a mistake. Because there's... Watching it a second time, I noticed there was a lot of elements that may have been better in the book. But just doesn't really make any sense in the context of a movie.
0: Translate on film?
2: Like, it feels like... It feels kind of unfinished. Like, there's certain elements that don't really come together too well. There's a plot twist where... It's kind of the same issue with the usual suspects, so where from a purely writing perspective it works, but the more you can't kind of think about it, the more you think it just rob it kind of just robs the some of the more emotional moments in the movie. And I don't know, it didn't quite work for me this time around. The pacing was a little bit frustrating to put up with. There are still moments I love. Well, it is gorgeously shot, well acted for the most part, in my opinion. Uh, despite a very distracting accent from Benedict Cumberbatch, who I normally love, but he yeah. does not do a good cowboy accent, unfortunately. He's a great actor, but this wasn't <laughs> it. Uh, he's been well, much better in other movies. The,
0: the, the One image that I remember from this entire thing is him just running out butt-ass naked toward the kid. For, for, for looking at him yeah like that was intentionally funny me like <laughs> yeah. that, that 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 was that was fucking hilarious because like if he if he was genuinely upset that he caught him just like bathing naked <laughs> that he would just bark but no he he runs full frontal towards <laughs> yeah. him yeah and i'm like yeah this is fucking hysterical
2: yeah and there's a few uh, unintentionally funny moments like that like the hula hooping scene like it that was so weird and out there and it feels like a comedy which, beat, like the scene where Kali Smith McPhee gets kind of like made fun of, and he goes out in hula hoops. It's like, where did that come from? The way they cut to it feels like way, a comedy beat.
1: <laughs> no, by the way, if we're if we're talking about historical accuracy, hula hoops had not been invented yet. Oh, so. I don't care about <laughs> historical accuracy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they literally included that scene. And it yeah, I agree, it was kinda of comical. Yeah. Um no, I mean I I watched this film the first time and I hated it. Um I watched it the second time and I disliked it, but for different reasons. And so I'm kind of on the fence. I've kind of mixed about it now. What do you um, like
2: about it? Let's start with that.
1: Okay, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a good point. Um, well, I mean I like the cinematography. I think yeah a good majority of the performances are good mm-hmm. uh i thought kirsten dunce was pretty good i mean it, towards the climax of the film she kind of puts on this like elizabeth taylor and and who's afraid of virginia wolf yeah, where it's she's kind just of like,
2: like very drunk like typical <sighs> drunk acting
1: yeah and it's a little bit cringe yeah. a, a, a little, little bit. bit and i mean no, and I mean, I I, 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 almost feel like that does a disservice to Elizabeth. I saying about I... my wife? <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, I love Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and I think that film earns some of its more like campy moments. Well, it's also notable? I don't necessarily. So I, I don't necessarily know that this film does. Um, Jesse Clemens is passable. He's really good. I feel good, like he's he's decent. He's uh, the best. I wish that his. I, I wish his character had more i agree character well know? i wish he was in
2: the movie more because some of the best moments because i kind of have a mixed relationship with my brother so all of the moments where like he kind of has to put up with his brother and kind of fix his bullshit, but there's also a sign like the brothers do care about each other deep down despite their problems together i'm like okay like this is something i really resonate with this is something interesting it's kind of like a sisters brothers kind of relationship and it's fascinating to watch but that only makes up a small part of the movie unfortunately
1: yeah i i agree with that and I, i actually did love the sisters brothers too um so so i think you know like cinematography there's a lot of technical elements there's a lot you know that's really good about this the music i think what yeah definitely the score as well um I think there's a couple of things here that that really just... And I think it comes down to the plot. I think it comes down to kind of what you're talking about from a writing standpoint. It's like, I'm watching this film, and, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is very over-the-top. He's almost like...
2: Yeah. Which he's a very feels over-the-top he's... actor, which fits for, like, Shakespeare or The Imitation Game, when, well, where he plays like a very erratic he's... character, but... Here. i know
1: like, but yeah, i feel work. like i feel like he's trying to do uh there will be blood and i feel like he's the only one trying to be in that i think movie. he's
2: just trying to be like sadistic and evil which he could yeah, do but it's... for like a more over-the-top character like smog like there's points yeah. where he was yelling in this movie i'm like oh that just sounds like smog like that doesn't really fit like a cowboy <laughs> well car- pissy brother <laughs>
1: there's one scene in particular where he's yelling at jesse plemons was it about the at...
2: was it about the belts <laughs> was it was about the straps yes, yeah yes. Like,
1: not i laughed at that. well <laughs> not well
2: i think that was kind of meant oh to be God. funny though i think that was kind of meant um, to be funny um, a little bit i'll give him that one
1: I, I i think the film okay here, here's here's like my main point of contention and I want to be clear, like, I know this whole podcast episode is about, like, you know, political division through the lens of the Old West. I'm not really that political myself. Like, I'm not registered to vote. Uh, I post a lot of, you know, memes about, like, you know, communism sucking and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I'm, but I'm not, like, a right-wing troll or anything. No, um, you do I'm it for able fun. to no, no, I, I'm I'm able to engage with art that doesn't fit, you know, my own worldview. Like, I mean, you know, for example, I mean, one of my favorite films of all time is um, Bertolucci's *The Conformist*, which is a beautiful film. I need to see that still. Uh, about a closeted gay man um, during Mussolini's uh, rise to power in fascist Italy. And so I feel like this film is like. It's trying to do something like that, and it's trying to say, "Okay, this is like toxic masculinity. This is like the problem that you know there's male-dominated hierarchy." And I, I don't know that it ever like fully commits to being men bad, <laughs> but I'll it, give it, them it's that. almost yeah. on. It's almost on the precipice of that, and times, it's trying yeah. to it's trying to say, okay, like all men, you know, perpetuate this problem. It's a societal inherited sort of thing. And so we're supposed to sympathize with Kirsten Dunst, who is under the pressure of these societal expectations. And, you know, she's getting under the thumb of these really toxic men. And I feel like If the film wanted to be about that, and the film wanted to be about like her finding her identity and you know breaking free of that system, then I feel like that's one film.
2: Stephen, you know that's the piano. (laughs) That's basically the piano. No, 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 no. That story, (laughs) and it's focused on that, and that's why it works. So much better. She literally, like, and she
0: literally plays a piano in this too, and that's why it also felt so so familiar. Yeah, I do no, think no, no, and I mean, I do think that Piano is a better film. It's a uh, much better version no, of I mean, this movie.
1: I, I'd be willing to watch the Piano, but what I'm saying with this film though is like it's trying to do that, but then it removes her agency. Yeah, it it's removes saying, her from okay, the story. Okay, yes, she's she's oppressed by all these men, but now her son, who is a man, has to save her.
3: Yeah. And it kind of
1: turns into this, this like, queer thing where it's like, okay, he's gay, but he's, like, the real man because he's comfortable living with himself, and but he has to save her. So you're undercutting the feminist angle, but at the same time, like, this is a, a gay love story where the guy has to kill the only man he's ever, like, fell in love with that is like him. So it's not quite a feminist story, but it's not quite a gay story either. Yeah, well, that's, And I don't know what yeah. it's about. I don't know what it, I'm it, supposed it's, to It's glean somewhere from in between. This.
2: Yeah, it tries and to do I too think. much at once, which is why, again, I feel like it would have been better in the book, where you have time to flesh out all of these ideas. But in a two-hour movie, it doesn't really work.
1: And I don't think that I would be opposed to this as much... If it would just pick one thing and, like, commit to or it. Or
2: just be, like, a TV series. Have, like, one, uh, you know, arc of the season be about uh, Jesse Plemons and Ben Cumberbatch. Have another arc of the season be about Kirsten Dunst kind of being the press. And have the last arc be about Cody Smith-McPhee and his weird relationship with Ben Cumberbatch. Just flesh out the ideas a bit more.
1: Well, I mean, that. That, that, that's another thing that I, that I kind of took issue with, is, like, Jesse Plemons... You know he's portrayed as this character who is oh ho- hold on just a second, yeah well, I mean he's portrayed as a character who is you know like Jesse Clemens is portrayed as this character who is very cowardly and sort of you know like, like he doesn't have a lot of agency yeah. either, but he's not reprimanded as reprimanded as a part of the greater like feminist angle either you know like he's never called into question he essentially is in like part of the movie and then towards the end uh you know he's like not in the middle and then towards the end he just has his problems solved for him it's not like he learns anything he never no. stands up to he his never grows as a character yeah
2: yeah like it's it it just it there's too many cooks in the kitchen it wanted to be too much at once and i i can't stress enough just how much i wanted this to be a tv series just fleshing out the ideas more and some people say like say like oh the film is too long i don't know if i agree i don't think it's long enough really but i think
1: it yeah i mean it it's almost like in that spot for you know with dune for me where it's like I don't know if this is too long or not long enough well, like they Dune, need to... at
2: least this getting another part that kind of like fleshes out yeah, the first we're... part at least there's something to look forward yeah. to there. we're still waiting for part 2 that's
0: the thing like part 1 is just sort of preamble in the grand Stephen's yeah, I, I think you'd actually get a kick out of David Lynch's version of it, Steven. Oh, for um, sure, hilarious. yeah,
2: <laughs> it's terrible, but, I'm but saying, it's so funny.
1: <laughs> I am saying in general though, yeah, this this film did not quite work for me.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, a very you know reasonable perspective on it, and I kind of agree. I can't believe I'm saying this, but actually, wow, agree with you for once on a movie because I had yeah. those exact problems. For a moment, I want to turn to the plot twist and the problems I had with that plot twist. Do you guys know what the Walking Dead effect is?
0: I'm not I'm familiar sure. with what the Walking Dead is. Alright, so... what the, the Walking Dead effect...
2: So the Walking Dead effect, and I think Adam mentioned this in his review of Season 2 of The Walking Dead, is... Anytime, because the later seasons are so bad, anytime they're going to kill off a character... They'll give that character an emotional moment or a heart-to-heart conveniently before killing them off... Usually for characters that didn't have any moments like that before, just so you feel sad about them dying in the next scene. It's really cheap, it's really manipulative, and really stupid. This film basically does that with Ben to Cumberbatch. Like, there's a a hurt-to-hurt scene he has with Cody Smith McPhee, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, it didn't really feel earned to me. It kind of feels like it's there, so you feel bad about him dying in the next scene. (laughs) But the film didn't earn that. The film didn't establish that effectively to me like it it, it just felt like he was kind of an asshole until that just a major asshole until that scene but a good director would have like an arc a good director and there's like bits of that there's bits where like he's just kind of like holy crap like this kid was like stronger than i thought he was which is some like good acting but it's not enough to make his death feel like emotionally gratifying but it pulls like the walking dead effect and i didn't notice that the first time watching it but the second time watching it i was like wow this is so like cheap and manipulative
1: i mean it is worth it is worth noting uh just kind of as an aside uh sam elliot hated this movie <laughs> Mm-hmm. I it was hilarious. Yeah, it, it, uh, he had to come out and say, he, it's
2: not because I'm homophobic, I just didn't like the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is extra funny, because when he was talking about why he didn't like it, he was like, look at these fucking cowboys dressed as Chippendales. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> that
1: was
0: so, kind of funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it it makes Broadback Mountain feel like a much more authentic take on the Western. Which, Well, you know, it, it and might, I mean, oh, it is... Yeah.
1: It's also kind of funny that, like, Sam Elliott vehemently hated this film, and, like, John Wayne actually vehemently hated the Wild Bunch.
2: <laughs> History <laughs> repeats itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Um, um, but it, and, you
2: Brokeback Mountain, you know, say what you want, but at least it knew what it was. It was just, like, a gay exactly. romance between two characters with two women in their lives that get in the way of that. That's it. Like, it didn't try to be about three different stories at once. It was about one. It was consistent with that one story, and knew what it wanted to be, and it stuck to it. So I'll give give it points for that. I haven't seen it in a while, but actually, I mean, being I pretty I good. had
1: my you know I had my issues with with Brokeback Mountain, not as a homophobe, but I mean, it's <laughs> not a, a movie, perfect movie. story, but, but at least I it's a
2: consistent f- story. Is what i I think it's
1: more focused. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. But Devin,
1: what what are what are you thinking about Power of the Dog? Uh, it's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah do you feel like it deserved 12 oscar nominations Devin?
0: <laughs> eh not really no no well, really. my okay. biggest problem uh, you know, but but, but then again you know i'm i'm just as checked out of this movie as i am the academy in general um you know so yeah i don't have yeah. much uh I, I i don't hold much i i mean i was excited to see that dune won as many awards as it did because awesome yeah. um but other than that like Meh. I only feel like I checked out the Oscars out of obligation. To a film
2: God, you just love you know the I mean?
1: shitstorms. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I uh, do know but what you
2: here's want. something that bugs me. Uh, you know how directors at Oscars will win their best director for a film that arguably they shouldn't have won for, but they only win it because they should have won many times before that and the Academy is finally realizing it. That's basically what happened with Jane Campion. Yeah, that's basically what happened here. She should have won for The Piano, but she won for Power of the Dog. And that just feels like the Academy just be playing catch-up. Like, this film does not deserve the Best Director Award compared to, um, you know, The Piano, which is a masterpiece. You
0: also have the benefit of hindsight as well. And I don't know if we'll yeah. glean much well, from this I in think... hindsight in 2032.
1: Which yeah, one but The Piano happen, will hold up long long much better, takes, I think. <laughs> But... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll also say, I mean, they they arguably did that with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, it's like, he should have won for Django, he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, we'll I give mean, it to him for The Revenant. He's
2: really good in The reward. but... I never won an award, award before. before. <laughs> it, some people uh, argue that was what happened with Martin Scorsese. Now, um, like, they think he should have won was... for Taxi Driver or Goodfellas, but he won for The Departed. But that's still a great movie.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, John Wayne got a career Oscar. Uh, who was the other one? I mean, John arguably Wayne doesn't deserve an Oscar. <laughs> arguably, I think Shape of Water was a career Oscar. For, I hundred percent
2: agree and I like that movie I, and I agree. I,
1: I feel like Guillermo del Toro should have won for something like
0: Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Pan's Labyrinth, uh you know, maybe even Crimson Peak, but but shape of water.
0: Uh, Honestly, uh, Transit Pete was a lot better than what I, you know, than, than what it's given credit for. Yeah, it's absolutely absolutely
3: I,
2: the fact I, that I that agree. movie was not nominated for Best Production Design makes me want to choke the Academy. Speaking of choking the Academy, did, let's it, uh, it, asphyxiate this movie and give it a score.
1: <laughs> yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll open the floor. Uh, I feel tempted to give this a 5 out of 10, but I'm going to deduct a score a point because it's so long
2: yeah i feel like mm-hmm. the
1: pacing kind of
2: <sighs> pacing more fun on a second watch yeah
1: i'm gonna give it a four out of ten.
2: six mm. i'm giving it a six out of ten it's beautifully shot massively scored very well acted and there's some good scenes in there at least from like a you know, like a pacing perspective and an acting perspective. There's something here. Like, there's some ideas that are great. And if they were fleshed out fleshed out more, even better. But, yeah, I don't know why I loved it the first time I watched it, really. Like, it just wore thin on me on the second watch. I can only imagine it goes down from there. Sorry, man. I, yeah. This didn't hold up for me. I was hoping I could just yell at you and tell you why you're wrong about this movie. But uh, nah. I'm with you on this one this time. <laughs> All it's right. it's,
0: it's well, as we've learned from the Wild Bunch, it's good to know and admit when you're wrong. Um, Six point nine, just for the jokes.
2: Yay! <laughs> not... He did it. He said the thing. <laughs> he, he said s- the s- thing. S-
0: simply because of uh, the, the the image of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch running toward the kid while completely <laughs> naked. Is- fucking hysterical
2: it's so funny and the hula hoop (laughs) shot was hilarious the native americans coming out of nowhere and conveniently asking for lever strips just lever strips nothing else just lever strips Just so Benedict Cumberbatch can die. It's the most contrived plot convenience ever. I laughed pretty hard at that, too.
0: Speaking of natives coming out of the middle of nowhere for (laughs) one scene and not it connecting to anything else, uh, we have another movie to talk about. Yay! (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Steven, (laughs) you want
1: to... Yes, uh, we're on the prairie. This is a 2022 American Western film. Uh, That's set to destroy Hollywood. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by uh, Michael Polish, uh, the uh, former husband of Kate Bosworth. uh, Actually, um, one of the the, uh, Sundance award-winning director of Twin Falls, Idaho, um, and recently uh, Force of Nature with Mel Gibson. Um, This film is uh, written by Josiah Nelson, is produced by The Daily Wire and uh, Bonfire, excuse me, Bonfire Legend. Uh, The producer is behind the S. Craig Zahler films, uh, Run, Hide, Fight, (laughs) Shut In, and a a couple of other films we've talked about. Um, The film follows a family of pioneers in the Montana uh, wilderness Uh, planes as they defend themselves from a vicious gang of outlaws. So this is the big comeback vehicle for uh, Gina Carano. Um, She was the star of The Mandalorian. Um, She tweeted some things that rubbed some people the wrong way. Uh, She was guilty of wrong think. She lost her job on The Mandalorian, and uh, she was scooped up by uh bonfire legend the daily wire and this is like her big uh comeback vehicle um she was actually a producer on this film she starred in the film um yeah what what do we think about this one guys i'm sure you all loved it this <laughs> I,
0: I i will say of the three daily wire films that i've seen this is the one
1: i've hated the least oh good I mean, i'm working that one we're getting somewhere um yeah
2: this so, is one of the most mid movies I've ever seen. There's nothing wow. wrong, particularly wrong about <laughs> it, but there's absolutely nothing special about it either. This is one of the most streaming service movies I've ever seen. Like this is a movie this these are the kind of movies that were released when Netflix Canada was Netflix Canada you could you'd be lucky to get one single Hollywood movie off there and the rest are just boring mid tier B movies. That's what this movie felt like to me. There's nothing particularly terrible about it, you know. It's in focus. It sounds okay. There's lighting. But there's no interesting lighting. There's no interesting camera work. It's all just really bland and flat and mostly shaky cam. And the acting is, like, pretty good, Mostly, I didn't like Giancarano, but we'll get into that. But the characters. I, I, are so I will say the cinematography.
0: I'm going to push back on one thing. I think the cinematography was actually quite nice. That was one of the highlights for really? me. Really? I um, also
1: I also think the cinematography was
0: pretty good. It it it, 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 it was it was plain and simple, but it serviced the story perfectly well, and I do like how they you know paced out some of the opening sequences and gave you a perfect like ge- geological layout of the land that they're on with these wide shots and i like the pacing of it as well like it felt um, kind of relaxed it wasn't rushed to get anywhere um, at first so well i did i mean, did I, 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 I did enjoy the the way the film opened in some sense but anyway you're, you're gonna go on uh,
1: no i mean I, I was i was just gonna say i mean <clears throat> oh god excuse me no worries um i was going to yeah <laughs> i was going to say I mean, I thought the cinematography was great. I thought the wow. sound and yeah, you know, the audio sound is probably was... the best part. I, I mean, I thought on a technical level it was pretty good. I I thought the uh, the acting was decent to good. Um, Gina Carano, I thought, did a fantastic job. I'm going to push uh... back on what you're saying a little <laughs> bit. I will concede though, the guy who played her husband. Uh, the cowboy Cerrone, yeah, yeah uh, he was. Uh, his performance was a little rough. What? Um, I, I will I, fight I do... you. He
2: was the best actor in the movie, like hands oh, down. Really? I thought he was the best actor in the movie. Like he, a- I felt I like thought... he actually tried. Where Giacchino was just like sleepwalking for the role.
1: I thought he was. I, I, I thought he was a little unpolished. I will say though that this was actually. a like the director. <laughs>
0: hey. Uh,
1: Hey, um, you know, I mean, this is actually his first role. He's coming from a background of UFC fighting as well. Um, I, I actually I thought, thought he
2: was really good. Like, there's right. there a I scene mean, where, I, I like, don't... he's talking to her, his wife and, uh, well, talking to Giancarano. They're talking about potentially moving out this, you know, moving back to the city. They don't like it out here. And, like, he's, like, trying to put emotion into his words, but every time Giancarano speaks, it's like, but I don't want to live here. I don't like it out oh, yeah. here. It's like, come on. You're not even trying. <laughs> it's like, this guy's like well, I, I, pulling his, you know, is doing his best. Like, he's giving it his all. And it we're cutting back to a block of wood <laughs> with AI generated well, NPC I, responses. <laughs> I, I disagree. I, I, thought I don't she know. Man. Well enough.
1: She was I, thought I think she was I,
0: a decent I, actor for being an MMA fighter. I mean, I mean, no, I mean
1: was... I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. I mean, I, you know, you can you can make some complaints about her performance in those scenes, but I I, I thought she genuinely did a good job um, with the scenes between her and the son. I thought there was some tender moments there that I thought were really? well earned emotional beats. That's what okay. I wrote verbatim yes well i'm agreeing with you i'm
0: <laughs> what is did,
1: happening did, did, <laughs> yeah
0: you know, so I, I okay i was just looking back at what my library at so i watched this and i gave myself some accountability i decided to do some live reactions that were all spoiler tags and i literally wrote you know there are some genuinely uh you know nice tender moments between the mother and son that almost make this house existence look idyllic
1: no no i i mean and i agree with you i think that the, those scenes really pull a lot of emotional weight and i feel like she does a good job with them um know. i'd also argue I, f- I felt like the
2: kid was a better actor than her uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but, man, yeah, i, I, I wouldn't limits.
3: disagree he <laughs> is actually a pretty good actor the child actor is pretty I'm...
1: good though the guys gotta agree on that at least
2: Blessed, yeah, but surprised. I mean,
1: I, yeah, but you you hate women, so no, no, okay. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Mister Kirsten Dunce was disappointing. <laughs> Don't hate on my wife who like that. This is yeah, this right
1: time. Uh, um, no, I mean, I thought Nick Cersei, uh, who plays the the preacher uh, villain, I thought he was pretty good. I feel like mm. if I were to give some constructive criticism. And I think this is the only thing that I could really, because like like you guys said, I mean it's very it's very serviceable in a lot of ways, and it's also pretty good in a lot of ways. But I think this is the one thing, and I feel like they they did a film uh, prior to this called Shut In with uh, Vincent Gallo. <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> and, remember that one. Yeah, yeah, no, and and here's the thing about that film. That film was actually uh, made available free on on YouTube. But I feel like what Shut-In has... (laughs) the only reason I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I feel like what Shut-In has that this film doesn't have, and I think it needs, is, like, Shut-In, for the most part, is a very, like... I I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a fun little contained thriller. It feels like a a grindhouse sort of B-movie panic room. But it has Vincent Gallo as, like, the centerpiece. And I feel like this needed, not necessarily Vincent Gallo, but I feel like it needed someone to be the centerpiece. Like I feel like if Nick Cersei was like the 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 preacher villain guy, I feel like if he was like a Mel Gibson or a James Woods or something, I feel like this film
2: personality.
1: I feel like this would would come together a lot better. And like I don't think anyone was particularly bad. I, I I actually think a lot of people were were great in this, but they weren't like necessarily stand out, you know. Yeah. And I feel like this needed a stand out. Uh... Well, like, the,
0: the, 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 there was one moment that really stood out for me, and that's how Gina unnecessarily escalated the situation.
2: Yeah, well, like she's I just mean... like she's so stupid. <laughs> like she's just like okay, these guys are clearly killers. I got a great idea. Instead of playing it cool like I probably should and not put my kids in danger, I'm going to pull a gun on them. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I get you're from the city, but what the fuck? I was so angry well, we at mean, that. That was the only mean, time the mean, film made killers me feel in something. in my
0: house, and I will threaten to kill you if you don't Yeah, leave. all of these armed
2: people <laughs> with my kid and well, my I mean, baby in the they house, have, they, 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 a- they yeah, have we. a...
1: Ian Ian, yeah. we we needed the movie to happen. Exact
2: that's the only reason <laughs> Did we that go? scene happens. It'd be really Yeah. <laughs> that's go, well, I think you well. could have written around that you could've written around that like she saw the scalps and the preacher like realized that and maybe he acted on it. Like I would have bought it more if like he instigated the fight somehow. But well, no, she hundred percent puts her kid well, in danger. That's the only time this it, film made me I feel something was uh, when I was mad.
0: <laughs> he was being really creepy with the like. If he was being real creepy with the kids, like there, he was being, you know, like holding the baby and she. Well, first of all, why would you let these strangers into your house in the in the first place? Like you offered them water. Uh, that's and That's uh, like make a western.
2: Okay, actually.
0: It's it, it's like western yeah. southern courtesy, whatever. Like that's fine. But there wasn't any clear and present danger. They didn't want to harm her. I guess ultimately they were planning on waiting for the husband, but that doesn't quite check out either. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just seemed like
1: things no, escalated mean, I, I, and a shootout I,
0: happened because she uh, got uh, not necessarily trigger happy, but she want you know she suddenly just felt like that motherly instinct kind of kick in. But I think it kicked it in at the wrong time. Yeah,
2: it wasn't. Well, I mean, I I I, but I I feel I like he she- should have instigated the fight and. She- because, like, it, even if they do want to kill you, why would you fuck around like that? You're basically in a hostage situation. <laughs> like, and the key oh, no. ingredient to solving a hostage situation is to not instigate the bad guys. Like, it just... I also don't buy that her character would do that. Like, one thing I kind of liked was that, like, she wasn't all that great at fighting. She wasn't, like, all that smart in dealing with rodents and stuff like that. She kind of had to... She wasn't like invincible badass, which I actually wasn't. It, it wasn't a road,
0: and it was a snake, and I wondered how. How does a how is a snake, you know, up in the winter? I mean, yeah, no, they're in a warm. There's snakes
1: in the
2: winter, been, I think. But... It's yeah. winter though. <laughs> yeah, there's snakes. Like, like, I, 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 I it's thought they hibernate.
1: Winter. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, well,
2: where do you think they gotta hibernate in a warm house? I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of weird too. No, I, mean, I like how they snakes. used the real but, snake. But, but also,
0: also, I, I put, this was, okay. Middle is very nitpicky, but I just wanted to read some of the reactions that I had. So she uses this this axe to open the fireplace because um I guess I don't have any other tools, but she wants to open up a hot you know fireplace. And then she uh she finds a, a snake that creeps up on like the the basket. Um, you hear the metal gear so, um <laughs> solid alert. Um, yeah. You know, and then yeah. um, she, she 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 picks up the basket, okay, good, that's smart. Um, she doesn't use the axe that was established two seconds ago as like a Chekhov's gun. She just pulls the gun off the rack that we haven't seen yet. she points she she points it at the the snake and is like, you know trying to look away as if, as if she doesn't want to see where she's aiming. And then her husband shows up home anyway and kills it with the butt of his gun. And I'm like, you, you could have used the axe. I don't know. Maybe it was a small handheld he, back, but
1: he, he took the gun away from her. Yeah, that's mainly like, no, what he no, wants you're... to do. Well,
2: and I kind yeah. of like that actually, because it showed like she didn't know, like how to deal with things properly out in the wilderness. Like I didn't mind that so much. It was just insta game. Sure. The fight didn't seem in character to me like you feel no, like you she's trying no, to avoid like a failure of
0: chekhov's gun or axe in this case yeah, um, it just, axe. <laughs>
2: and the main reason i'm talking about that scene so Jack much is because i can't remember any other scene in this movie like it's i'm sorry like i saw this yesterday and i can barely remember it it's just so forgettable I'm, I, I'm remembering because i'm reading my live reactions Yeah, exactly well, I mean, you read your notes
1: <laughs> here, here's the here's the thing i mean I, I almost feel like what, what the the Daily Wire, you know, is doing. I feel like... Theoretically and meet, hypothetically. The, theoretically and hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> I feel like what they're doing is almost a disservice in a way, in, in that these films are not like... Like, if I told you, you know, like if you've been living under a rock for the last five years, and I said, okay, so Ben Shapiro has... A, st- a streaming service, your immediate thought would be like, "Oh my God, it's probably like, you know, God's not dead level stuff." Like, and it's not. Oh, yeah. like, these films are not. They're they're really just blah. Kind of, you know, grindhouse. They're they're very grounded. They're very like B movie. Very like grindhouse. They're they're coming from the same school of thought as like Zayler, but not quite. Well. And-
0: this is, this is my issue with these movies is that they pretend they don't have an agenda, um, when they clearly do, or at least that's what the Daily Wire marketing is like. Well, I remember. So I I was there for the shut in live stream. Devin, you cut Oh there. hey, everybody. The 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 stream didn't cut out just now because you you, you jumped out of the thing, did you? No.
2: Uh, it, it cut okay, out a little bit, but it didn't. It's not because I jumped out, but it's just.
0: All right, so yeah, here's the thing. So I I was there for the shut-in live stream, and I remember just seeing this like talking head introduce the film and come into it during the end credits, and he's adding his button of what they want me to take away from this, assuming I'm a Daily Wire subscriber and i'm just like shut the fuck up i'm just trying to enjoy the movie you know well, you know I mean, like I, I i don't give a fuck what you have to what, what you want me to think about it um well but it, the, I, I do but... feel like these movies should own up a little bit more to what they're trying to say like they're trying to be a little more subdued and subtle with what their ideological slant is and hide it under kind of a genre film like they very uh, subtly imply the, 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 there, there's this bit of dialogue that gina delivers without much emotional weight it's just sort of it's just sort of there but um it was something to the effect of like her husband was fighting for the wrong side and when you realize you're writing you're you're fighting for the wrong side there's no shame in you know turning back on it's, it's something to that effect and i'm like you know that, that that's like the message of the movie but they're just trying to sneak
2: it in there in between the action just yeah uh. you know and i know well i don't know if i it, it i feel like you're reading a bit too far into it because then that the film yeah. would have something to say and it would have some merit beyond just being oh, really odd it, it, no, I mean, it, 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 it did say it but it didn't say it with much conviction <laughs> because i
0: think they realized that if yeah. they said it too loudly people would, would, would veer off yeah but just
1: ironic <laughs> well <laughs> i mean here here's Here's where I'm at with it. It's like these are for the most part genre films. And I think for the most part, maybe with the exception of like Run Hide Fight, which we talked about also. Oh, fuck it's that like, movie. I feel like That movie's hilarious. Like these, I'd rather watch that. No, movie. I feel like I feel like these films are stuff that you could find on Amazon Prime or you could find on Netflix. And I feel like they're marketing them as like it's just a genre film for like people who are sick of politics and like woke, you know, yeah. messaging or whatever. But then you go to your you, you go to the Daily Sorry, Wire. To, well, yeah, no, but you go to the Daily Wire website and it's like I have to look at Ben Shapiro's face. <laughs> like, it, I mean, you know, if I order a hypothetically, yeah, well, you know, you you order a or subscription literally. and it tries to offer you like a free leftist tears tumbler like
2: <laughs> it's like i'm not there for that i'm there to watch the movie and these movies are just right. kind of meh they're it, kind of fascinating. it's prescribing like, an ideology for me to follow
0: just no, to watch I mean, a fucking it, genre western you know? <laughs> yeah well, i don't, I don't not, give a shit even,
1: it's not even that the movies meh it's just like you can't say that something is an apolitical piece of content when it's wrapped in like political advertising in a way it's not even coming from the film itself it's coming from the way that they're marketing it. Yeah, it
2: does do this. And service. i feel like that yeah.
1: I feel like that almost turns people off and i mean critics have now like refused to review these films. It's like a whole thing and i don't know. I mean, i, I feel like there is a market for this and i hope that, you know, this is like maybe a step in the direction of where they can like continue to succeed in a way i mean i i feel like if people want this this is not a bad movie it's not like it's not poorly made you can't really like if i showed it to you out of context if i sent you a copy of it that wasn't linked to the daily wire like wasn't linked to ben shapiro <laughs> or whatever and you liked westerns and you liked to genre films i think you'd probably have a good time with it but yeah. I feel oh, yeah. like it turns I mean, people off that it's so connected to that sort of particularly ide- uh, particular yeah. ideology, and I, I feel like that's that's a very fine line that they're walking.
0: Yeah, you know, it's I I, I don't advocate for piracy uh, publicly, especially on this podcast. But in this <laughs> case, well. <laughs>
3: well here's no, anyway. that yeah that kind of thing happens.
2: hypothetically yeah. it's not a bad idea yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of thing happens all the time steven i agree 100 percent because this happens with video games too where i think it was subnautica that had like the devs like going off about like how anti-gun they are and like all of the like a bunch of politicians or people that believe in gun rights are just like well i'm not gonna play the game now know i refuse to review it or even play it there are actual game critics who refuse to play it because of that and it's just it does such a huge disservice that somebody involved has to be an idiot because you know that goes against like all the hard work that went into like making the movie or making the video game just because like somebody decided to put themselves out there or present something wrong way just to get their views across like it's really no i mean
1: well and, and and that too i mean it's like it, it, that's the other thing it's like i think if people gave this a chance outside of the sort of like pre-packaging that's coming with this i think they'd probably enjoy it well Nine they did enjoy it me.
2: yeah and that's yeah, one thing right. i like about like the this streaming service if nothing else is that I did give this film a chance like i'm with roger Ebert where he says like every film deserves its stay in court like any film deserves absolutely stay in like, like, court. i don't know if people like it staying.
1: yeah <laughs> Well, give you this know,
2: I film mean, it, a chance. It, oh.
0: I,
1: <laughs> I do agree with you, though. I mean, that was like a huge thing where uh, you had recommended me the video game uh, Disco Elysium. Yeah. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was like, yeah, this friend of mine recommended it. And he was like, oh, you know that game was... You know, created by a bunch of communists. Well, they aren't
2: what? communists. They they jokingly <laughs> like they jokingly faked core Marx and like getting their game before uh, but that was clearly a joke. Like that was very well, clearly that, a joke. I mean, but the thing is I'm yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it could just be like a fun RPG where this is like a fun Western, mm-hmm. but it's like it's coming in that packaging, and yeah, I think and it, people go in with it a does. certain
2: mindset. Because I that, think it
1: I does think. turn people off, yeah. And and I think that's unfortunate because honestly I did have a good time with this film. I did enjoy yeah. it. I thought it was well done for as what much it was. I thought it would. I'll give it that. As, as a fan I, I, I did request, make an early
0: John in my uh I did make a joke early on in my reactions, which was kind of making fun of uh <laughs> we really get off to these movies uh yeah like the, the, the first line of dialogue after a couple opening shots is the guy quoting the bible while kicking the
1: shit out of a dude i could only get so erect well i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> uh pulp fiction something something anyway uh yeah i mean as a fan of westerns as a fan of uh, genre films i had a good time with it i thought i mean there's nothing really that i can complain about it's very contained it's a breezy runtime uh, it's violent, it's brutal, uh, it's it's funny. I mean, there, there's one scene that got a legitimate laugh out of me where the guy uh, pushes the prostitute into the dirt.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was watching that thinking, well, that was rude. She, also, You know, she's just doing her job. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> why are you they're blowing they're up her spot, man? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 and I saw that as a waste of moment for him to have some clever dialogue and just show some character but it's like get off me whore that was kind <laughs> of, you know that, that, that that's all it was.
1: I, you know? I was waiting for like the, the Sigma male music.
2: <laughs> Alright uh, <laughs> you know, Re- biggest... reject
1: females acquire currency. Um ratings just <laughs> like Yeah um, you know mine is. <laughs> I uh Oh come on. <laughs> you give given every film. Give this something story. different <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. I think Ooh. it was great. I had a good time with it. I can't really complain. It's did what it set out to do. Uh, I, it was a prairie. That's fine.
0: And I didn't complain. I didn't complaining for was, you. It was
1: it, it was a prairie and there was terrible things that happened. So I I feel it it accomplished <laughs> what it set out to do.
0: Nice. I, I feel like the Daily Wire is living on a prairie. Uh, trying to <laughs> try to get this film, you know, out there and get people to subscribe. Uh, they didn't hook me yet, uh, so that's one wow. point for me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't pay them a cent. What, what? It's a, it's a, what's your rating? It's a six point nine. Oh come on.
3: Oh
1: goddamn. All, right. all right.
2: So, uh, so, so a, a my rating
1: nine and eight and
2: uh, five out of ten. Like there's. It's not as bad oh as I thought it would be, God. but there's absolutely just nothing stand out about this movie whatsoever. I feel like I, I disagree. I'm I mean, gonna. We're st-
1: talking about.
2: I, I'm gonna you, forget about this movie in T-minus one day. Yeah, I already forgot.
1: I, I mean, I will. I will say this: you were talking about the cinematography. I would argue there's actually some great use of uh, Steadicam where where they're tracking her across the kitchen and she grabs the shotgun shells and then everybody but it felt is like praying. really awkward like everyone was just I thought it, it worked and natural. you know what I, yeah. I also argue I mean uh you know Gabriel Kane Day-Lewis who is the son of Daniel Day-Lewis and uh Isabella Ajani uh was in this film I thought what? he was pretty good he
2: was good I didn't know yeah. that's who he was Holy shit! Yes, that's who
0: he was. Also, yeah, talk about okay, a couple of very beautiful a Ten out of ten, Kino, just for him being in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're <laughs> no, updating
1: no, your um, score now.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I I don't mean that at all. Um, I, the the, the, the <laughs> ones, one point shot that I thought was great. So um, there's a shot where she's looking into the mirror that has this like shotgun blast in it, and it reminded me of when Shrek looked into a mirror and it's. <laughs> and i like
2: that's a keynote parallel right there
0: <laughs>
1: I mean yeah. oh okay anyway.
2: mister there was a Finding Nemo reference in Drive <laughs> oh
1: okay well I mean anyways uh, no I was more making fun of the fact that I only knew Albert Brooks from Finding Nemo <laughs> that, that was more my point uh, you didn't know from Taxi Driver? Oh, he wasn't taxi yeah. driver. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> put your glasses I, I saw on. Ending, all right. I, I did find <laughs> Finding Nemo before before I saw Taxi Driver.
2: <laughs> I mean, what you didn't watch Taxi Driver when you were six? Come on, man.
1: No. You know, it's funny. Uh, Finding Nemo was actually one of the first films I saw in theaters. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Oscar yeah, Jurassic Park for me.
1: Uh, even even funnier is the fact that uh, my mom wound up taking me, like, ten minutes late so that I didn't get scared by the part where Nemo's mom dies.
2: <laughs> that is a pretty hardcore no. scene for a kid's movie. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is. That's and very for thoughtful, years, however.
1: For, yeah. for years, I, I thought, like... Man, I wonder what happened to her <laughs> because we came in. Like, and then you and watched it, light.
2: you were like, Oh my god
1: <laughs> No, no, I she really I, I, I she helped me dodge a bullet on that one. So Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I I, I thought this uh,
0: was for, for taking you there late. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has, has been, been
1: a fantastic been, episode, boys. Yeah, this is uh, a fun tune discussion. In, tune in next week. Uh it's July fourteenth. And we're going to the beach. It's not
2: July 14th. Uh, Next week is July...
1: 8th. Oh, July 8th. No, sorry,
2: 7th. July 7th. My bad. Oh, July 7th. I'm sorry. Okay, one... What's a calendar? Thir- <laughs> all right, so next no, Thursday what? is my episode. Yeah, like, it's Shark Week, wow because July is wow. the month of Great sharks.
1: Great segue so, from Finding Nemo.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's set I'm, up
0: payoff. I'm only somewhat salty that we haven't done a Canadian special where we could, you know, contemplate all the Native genocide. Oh, I didn't even get to the natives in this in this movie. Um, they were there in like one scene, and i actually i have I mean, a whole, they, uh,
1: they they, just, they serve just, for- <laughs> Well, they they serve their purpose. I mean, and I didn't think they were what, disrespectful. What, 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 what about purpose
0: it. do they serve? This is what this is what I'm. To give wondering. her the what knife. knife they serve. could use later. I, I, they give, her, they, the they did give they,
1: her the knife. Yeah, the plot place. They,
0: they they give her the knife, but they also inconvenience her by having a woman that, like stream hysterically as she needs to get her leg leg sutured, Which, first of all, how come they don't have a method of doing that? Um, and also she seems like inconvenience that she's bled on. By this hysterical woman. I don't know. The, the, the view of the native people in here was uh, kind of not... T- I
2: mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think it was, it was disrespectful. disrespectful. I know, I, 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 it was pointless. I don't think it was think disrespectful.
1: disrespectful.
2: It was just pointless. Like, it's like you cut that scene I, on the movie and it's it, enough, it, it better. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, celebrating next week with Shirk Week, uh, we are doing Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, and Shark Attack-Free Megalodon, the infamous cult classic. That movie is a wild ride. I am so excited for you to watch that movie, Devin. Oh, it's, yeah, it, it's it, something it's like, special. It's,
0: speak, speaking of disrespectful um, uh, <laughs> <Cinema>. portrayals <laughs> yeah. of, of, of a marginalized uh, species that has been on
2: this planet longer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than we have.
1: Wow. Uh, well, and after that...
2: Goddamn. Uh, after <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> Devin, what's your
0: episode after that? Oh, um, wait—is it the Evangelion or Multiverse?
1: Multiverse. It's the Multiverse with Multi- everything. Multiverse
0: everywhere. of Chadness. everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. I cannot wait to talk about that one. Yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, these and Mister
1: Nobody two weeks, and,
2: um,
1: Claude yeah, Atlas. And, and again, again, send me those horror movies. We got to get those uh, ready for Horror from a Hat, our two episodes in October. It's been real, guys, but now's the time where I hit the old dusty trail. Good
3: night.